Hey guys, my name's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, a podcast that's devoted to helping Christians of all walks of life be inspired and encouraged to reach their full godly potential. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, what's up? It's Kyla, back at it again with That Christian Girl Podcast, and today's episode is going to be all about change. Um, I'm not quite sure right now what the title is going to be. Of course, you'll know the title once it's posted, but I think I might call it Change Happens because the first thing that I want to talk about today is about how change is inevitable and change happens. So, I'm going to be going through how we can react to change and helpful tips and just really diving in on what change is, how we can deal with it, and then how God is always there through everything, through any change in our lives. So, let's get right into it. Um, I just want to start this out with seasons of big change are hard, you guys. And brothers, sisters, I feel you so much if you're going through a time of tough change or if you're going through a time of good change. Like right now, I feel like I'm going through a time of good change, but um, eight months ago, I would not be saying that I was going, not eight months ago, probably like nine or ten months ago, I would say that I'm not going through a time of good change. I was going through a bad time of change. So, I'll talk about good versus bad change in a second, but in a little bit, but I've definitely been through both. I've definitely been through the, this is so hard change, and then I've been through the good change, like what I'm going through now, you guys, where, you know, I'm trying to have healthier habits, and I've been going to the gym and focusing on myself, but that's not all the time. That's not me all the time. I'm not healthy all the time. I'm not happy. Not happy, but like I'm not joyful all the time. I'm not the person that you see on the screen all the time, but I'm definitely going through a time of overall good change in my life. Um, But yeah, I definitely understand the hard change and there's some hard changes that I'm going through today and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in this episode as well. But I want to start this off with point number one. You guys know I love my points. I love my my roadmaps. Literally on every single planning I do, I have number one, number two, number three, like split up in sections, you guys. But um, point number one. You'll see, some things never change. Think of the Frozen song that's like, I think it's the starting song of Frozen 2. Where it's like, some things never change. And I'm holding tight to you. Literally all I could think about when I was writing this, and it was stuck in my head. But, some things never change. And the one thing that will never, ever change is God. So God will never change. Um, as it says in Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So 
having this reminder that God never changes and God is the one stable thing that will never change on you ever in your entire life is such an encouraging thought. Um, and then with God not being not changing ever, there's a few things about him that doesn't change either. So God's plan and purpose for our lives never changes. So this includes what he has in plan for us. He's not going to be like, oh, well, I had a plan for you to go into missionary, but now you're just going to be like a stay-at-home mom. No, he has our lives planned out um, since before we even existed. Um, I can't remember the verse, but I think it's in Jeremiah where it's like, before you were in the womb, I knew you. Um, and it, he has laid out a plan for each and every single one of our lives before we even existed, before we, before our parents existed, before our grandparents existed, before even like very, very early ancestors existed. It's just amazing to see how his plan for our lives will never change. And that goes along with him never changing. He never changes his mind and know that he has good plans for you in your future. And his plans for you are good and they're going to help you grow. Um, and they'll never change. So we can look for that and hope. Um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But um, next, God will never leave you alone. So Deuteronomy... 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So this is just reminding you that God will never leave you alone. And then also another verse that like echoes the Deuteronomy 31.6 is Joshua 1.9, which is, I have not committed have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So the fact that he is always with us, this is never going to change. And know that in the tough seasons, in the tough seasons of change, we have the hope that God is with us. God is right next to us. Jesus is right next to us. No matter how hard of no matter if we turn away from him, no matter if we're going through a really hard time of change, just remember that God never leaves our side because God is always there. And like I said, God never changes, um, no matter what season you're in. And then, oh, the next verse that goes with this is Hebrews 13, 5, which says, for he himself has said, I will never desert you you nor will I ever forsake you and that's also just really hounding in that idea that God is always with us and the Holy Spirit is always with us so just reminding yourself of that truth can be very 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 encouraging um and then the final thing is God's word never changes um people might try and change God's word or add to it or change it but the true word of God never changes, and what he has said is set in stone. So, this means that you should be able to study yourself in his word. Because remember that his word is never changing, and no matter how crazy life gets, 
you can always turn back to the Bible and you can always read the Bible and you know that this is something that's a stable in your life that will never ever change. Um, no matter how many people try and change it and shift it, the true word of God will never change. And that's such a glorious thing because you know that it will never go back on its word. Like, literally. it God will never say one thing and then, you know, change it later. Um, we can have hope in that fact that God's word never changes. Hey. So, point number one, some things never change, and one thing that will never change is God. So, next, my second point is there will always be change in our lives. We live in such an ever-changing world, whether it's new technological advancements or, um, or turmoil in our cities, in our states, or... I don't know, just new ideas, new advancements. Really, we just live in such a time of rapid change and news travels so fast. It's like every single day is a different day. And every single day there's something new and something changing. And, you know, the world is always, I don't want to use the word evolving, but you know what I mean it in. It's not like in the oh, humans are evolving. No, it's in the, we evolve and our world is changing, ever-changing. And that's kind of like what evolution actually means. Like the actual word means change um, and like bettering change or worsening change, whatever, just changing into something new. So our world is ever-changing and we have to accept that fact that there will always be change in our lives, um, even if it's not something big. Like, if we're not in Ukraine right now and in the war-troubled tr war state of Ukraine and having that big change, um, but in the U.S. there's a lot of big changes right now uh, with legislature and stuff, although I feel like I'm not as expected because Montana is... Um, a lot more conservative, I guess, in their thoughts. Um, political, like, conservative in political meaning, and then also just conservative in, like, the actual word meaning of, like, conserving things and keeping things the same. And so, um, definitely where I live is not as conservative, but, um, I definitely know of Montana being a place where things aren't changing as rapidly as it would be in big cities or big states with a lot of people like California. We're definitely a lot less changing than California would be, but we are still changing and there's some big changes going on in a lot of countries today. I know I have quite a few international listeners, which I'm so thankful for, but we just need to remember that our surroundings are constantly changing. The world is constantly changing. But there are personal changes in our lives. And these can be small or big changes. So small are like little changes in our life that can either lead to big change or not affect us at all. So little changes 
it's kind of like wishy-washy on little changes versus big changes. Like a small change could be starting a habit to go to the gym, but then a big change could be seeing your health grow and your healthiness grow. And that can affect you in a good way. And that small change of going to the gym, or you could think of that as a big change if you've never gone to the gym before. And this is a big thing, big change for you, like, kind of like me, because definitely I don't go to the gym a lot before, prior, so it's been, like, a bigger change, but I don't think of it as something that's, like, huge, massive that's going on in my life right now, but I know a lot of people do think of the gym in that way, um, or, you know, having a small change of washing your face at night. You know, that can lead to a big change of healthier skin or just better habits or a better routine, but it doesn't mean that it's like a huge change in your life. So I'm thinking of small changes as little things that you twerk um, in your life and that may lead to big something, big some things, but it's not something that like happens right away that is like not life-shattering, but kind of rocks your world a little bit, if you know what I mean. So, the big changes are the things that I'm talking about today in this episode. So, those are, like, getting my big change right now is a new pastor and pastoral staff for my youth group. That, I think of as a, as a big change because I've had this one pastor, all of my high school career, so high school career, but sorry, that's kind of funny. I have to laugh at myself for a second, but I've had the same pastor all three years prior of being in the high school ministry group, and it's so hard, and it's such a big change, I feel like, in my life, and maybe some other people don't wouldn't think of it as that, but I think of it as a huge change because, you know, I really forged a relationship with my previous pastor, and it's been hard because I think I talked about this in the last episode. It's it's not the same, and it's hard, and it's a big change for me. Um, another example of a big change is moving. Moving is a big change. You know, if maybe if it's a move from one house in your town to a different house in your town. That might not be as big of a change, but if you're moving from town to town, that's a huge change. And I know a lot of people might have to go through that. And I've never, like, changed. My mom has never moved out of my town. Um, My dad lives in a different town. But we my mom's house. I've lived in this house as long as I can remember, so I've never had that big change in my life, but I know a lot of people do, and a lot of people are moving to Montana, so a lot of people are having that big life change, or there's a lot of people just in general moving around, so those are some big changes. Another big change might be a good change, like inviting not inviting, but having a new sibling or a new cousin, like that's, a new cousin isn't as big of a change, I feel like, but having a new, a new baby in your life, like close family member, like a sibling, 
having a new sibling or having yeah all I can if if you're an adult a big change could be having a baby or if you are like getting married that's a big change and that's a good change but there's also like the hard changes like divorce um that's definitely a big change in everybody's lives or having a family member pass away that's also a really big change and sometimes a hard change so i'll be talking about how to get through especially those harder changes today um so like divorce moving or just changing of situations that you know seem hard so point number three big changes good versus bad so let's start with the good changes so what i wrote down are forming good habits or getting out of unhealthy relationships um i can't really think of any more like quote-unquote big changes but those are like good changes you know you don't want to be in that unhealthy relationship with a friend or a significant other you don't want to be in that relationship so that's a good change or if you're moving away to college that's also a big change and usually you're pretty excited about that like I definitely am excited to go to college probably a year from now a little over a year from now but ah that's a big change but you know that's an exciting change and a new change and a good change I feel like sometimes it's i realize that it's going to be hard but overall i feel like that's a good change um so having big good changes in your life is always good and always refreshing or making a new friend or growing closer to a friend is a kind of a big change or it could feel like a small change as it's happening but if you think about like oh a month ago i wasn't even friends with this person and now we're best friends like that's definitely a big change in your life um so getting into a good relationship or getting out of a bad relationship are good healthy changes but the bad changes the hard changes maybe i should talk call this the hard changes because bad changes i don't think there's anything truly that that there are no there are truly no bad changes in our lives. There's nothing that, you know, God isn't in control of. And there's nothing that he would allow to happen that is bad for us. Um, so maybe I should be calling this hard changes. Because this is a verse that I really clung to. But it's talking about how there is not really anything as like a bad change, like a change that would lead you down a bad route or a change that is so bad because um, Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So I don't think there is ever a big bad change that can really happen or a change that will bring out bad or a change that will bring out like eternal not eternal but a lot of suffering there's always a silver lining and you can always trust god and know that he's always there and he has 
good plans for you. Uh, and I think it's all about your mindset. If you think, oh, this change is so bad and I can't even find a silver lining in it. And why, why am I going through this change? There's nothing good that I can get out of this. There's something good. And there's good and healthy things coming and um, hope and a future is coming for you. Um, wow, that seems kind of scary. A uh, hope and a future is coming for you. No, it's coming to you. Um, but having a good mindset about change and trying to find that silver lining, and I'm talking, I'm going to talk about that point number four, but, um, how it's all about your mindset towards that change and how that really helps you because there's nothing there's going to be hard changes that's what you should really talk about it could be like good changes versus hard changes and I probably should have just done that here but you know the hard changes are the changes that are big and that will lead to a season of sadness or a season of struggle in our lives like losing a good friend or going through a divorce or losing a close family member due to death or getting a you or a close family member getting a hard like diagnosis like cancer or a I don't know, there's a lot of bad illnesses out there too. So those are hard changes in our lives. But number four is how we should react to change. So my first point for this is going back to Jeremiah 29 11. I'm going to read it again because it's one of my favorite verses. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future. So this goes into no God has a perfect plan in store for us and know he is working through this for our good. If you're going through a hard change, it's going to be hard, but those hard changes and those struggling times should bring us closer to God and not make us stray away from him. And I feel like in the times of struggle is the times that you really see change in your life um, and you really see yourself clinging to God and I'm going to talk about staying close to him in the next point because there's definitely the point to bring up about how you know it's hard to stay clinging to him in those times of hard change and I've been through both I've been through the change or the hard struggles that bring me so close to him and then I've also been through the change that makes me stray away from him, especially this past year, so I'm definitely going to talk about this. But we need to know that God has a perfect plan for whatever change we might be going through, and He know, and know that he was working through this change for good. And this is our main hope in it all. Um, my second point is to accept that change happens and change is inevitable. We can't always be stuck in one season of our lives. And I know that my season of not quite summer freedom because I'm working a lot, but summer where it's hot out and I 
am starting healthier habits that hopefully follow into school and the more freedom of not having to go to school every day or I do have to get up at a certain time but not having to go to school and devote that time to school um is definitely I feel like a good change but I know that it's my life is going to change big when I go back to school so knowing that change happens and knowing and being prepared for that change and accepting that change is like the second step or I guess it's like the 1.5 step because the first step is to know that God is always there and God has a perfect plan through the change but the 1.5 step or the second step is to know that change happens and accept that change like you have to accept like I had to accept that you know my pastor who I had grown a close relationship and who I really 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 liked as a pastor is gone like I had to accept that and it was hard to accept that don't get me wrong um I remember just kind of reminiscing and thinking about like the relationship of that he had with all of the kids including me and thinking of how hard that is and you guys I cried about that I cried I cried thinking like there won't be ping pong games where he plays ping pong and gets really really competitive over it with the guys in our youth group and they're the new pastor um, I think he he has a little bit of learning to do because there's definitely the people that are still chatty and that want to be chatty um, at the start of youth group. So he needs, I feel like he needs to really grab command of the room. But just knowing that there won't be Pastor Jesse up there who will be able to grab command of the room so fast and there will be no... His daughter's name is Marion. There will be no Marion updates or what funny things did Marion say this week every Wednesday anymore. Like, that's hard, you guys. It's hard to lose that. Well, it feels like you've lost that relationship. Um, it's hard. And I know that he's still there, but it's definitely hard. Like, oh my goodness, you guys. Tearing up here. Um... But yeah, it's hard and I don't know this new pastor and it's it's a hard change and that's the hard change that I'm going through right now is the fact that this pastor that I had grown a relationship with and grown close to is now gone and now pursuing good things and it's all in God's plan and I have to remember that. But knowing that I have to accept this change and have to realize I can't completely fight against the change of pastor leaving because, you know, it was God's plan for him to leave and I shouldn't fight against God's plan. And that I know he has a good plan and I know that he placed this new pastor in this missionary's, um, in the, in our youth group for a reason and knowing that's a good change and, accepting the change and not being 
mm, fighting against it, you know? So knowing about that and accepting that is kind of the 1.5 step. Um, and, you know, sometimes you just have to let yourself feel it. Like, I have to, I had to let myself feel the sadness and the loss, to, the quote-unquote loss of my pastor. Um, because he's not gone. He's still at our church. But he has moved on to college ministry, which I have to accept and which is hard. Um, and I have to still let myself feel feel that and still let myself feel the feeling of loss over that and it's okay to feel that because we're humans and we have emotions and we feel pain and we feel loss and making sure that we realize that it's okay to feel those feelings and that we should feel those feelings wow that turned into a rant but um the third thing is to pray about the change in the situation you're in. So prayer is such a vital part of Christianity. Prayer is how we talk to God and prayer is how we get through the day. <laughs> how I need a better prayer life, 100%. But prayer is how we should be spending time with God and how we, how we get through things and how we grow closer to God. So making sure we pray about it and um, pray through those feelings, pray through those quote-unquote bad feelings, pray that he, that God helps show you how the good in this change, you know, like I definitely need to do that more. I need to pray. I need to think and I need to pray. I need to pray like, dear Lord, please show me how all of the ways in which the new pastor is a good change and how this new pastor will help me grow and how this new pastor can allow me to, how I can forge a relationship with this new pastor and how it can be good and a good change. And just praying that prayer no matter what you're going through. Like, And it's definitely good to pray about the situation and be like, Lord, please help if you're family member is sick you definitely need to pray about their health but also be praying like show me the plan that you have in store for this for me and for my life and for my faith um and show me hope show me like the work that you're doing through this um the third is to the fourth point is to ask for support through the change so going to either a family member or not an elder but kind of an elder some or a counselor or a, a youth group leader going to them and asking for help or just asking for somebody to talk to through that change because it's definitely hard and sometimes all we need is to keep um is to talk to somebody about it and talk through those feelings. Um, yeah. So finding, asking for that support. Whew. And then number five is to find ways to shift your mindset. Um, and then also make a plan to how you can make a plan. Wait, shift, shift your mindset and making a plan 
to help accept the change. So with the whole pastor thing, how I can shift my mindset is, um, is that God has a plan for my pastor Jesse. Um, God has a plan for all of those people in the college ministry, and He has a plan to speak through Jesse to those people, and is a good plan, and is going to really help those college students. But then also, God has a plan to, with this new pastor, to help us and to help us. There's def- it's definitely a different teaching style, but I feel like it's going. It might be a good change, you know. So shifting that mindset, being like, I know it's different, and I know that it's new, but it's a. There's good in it, and I can find the good in it. So trying to find the good in, oh, you know, well, he's trying to be more interactive through the lesson, and the old, my old pastor would do that, but not as much as this new pastor would, so maybe that's a good change, and how maybe he'll engage more people with that, um, with that change, or, I don't know, or maybe thinking, oh, well, he has, he might have more time to devote to his messages because he has a wife, but he doesn't have any children as far as I know. So having a younger pastor who still has responsibilities, but isn't as much tied down with everything that he can do like my old pastor was, maybe that's a good change that I can really think about. Um, And then also making a plan, like, my plan is, there was, there was the night that I was like, this is no longer my youth group, because I would hang out with all the seniors, and it feels hard, because, you know, it feels like you're left, not left behind, but kind of left behind, because they've all left, and it's no longer, like, the youth group that I would go to and, you know, I would usually see at least one person that I would know and I would talk to. And it's no longer the youth group that I go to and I see my friends who all are in public schools and have the same problem, uh, have the same struggles and that I can connect with um, or that I can talk to. They're not there anymore. Um, Oh my goodness. Now this... Now I'm tearing up again, you guys. This is just a vulnerable message. Not message, but vulnerable podcast episode for me. But but I remember that night that I was like, I'm back here and there's nobody here. There's not the one leader that I would always talk to. There's none of my friends here because the two girls that are in my grade never come. And... All of the seniors have already graduated and moved on. And it's different. And it's scary. And it's like, Jesse's gone. There's no more Jesse. There's, it's sad. And it's hard. And I was like, this isn't my youth group anymore. And it's hard that trying to... My plan is to try to connect. Connect with those girls that are homeschooled and aren't in public school, but I could still connect with, or 
trying to make those connections, which is hard for me because they all have their own groups. Um, 100% they have their own groups. Um, it's hard because, you know, they're all friends and they've been friends for years and years and years. So that's really hard. Um, but trying to talk to those girls more and connect with those girls more. So that's my plan. And my plan is to continue to go to, go to that youth group even if I don't feel like it. And even if I have the feelings of, oh, what if I just sit there and I'm alone and have nobody to talk to and just like slip out the door because nobody wants to talk to me afterwards. But I remember this past week was definitely vulnerable because I was talking to one of the leaders and it was like a really good talk that I had with her and it was really really good but we talked about like how much change I've been through this year and how you know like the hard change and then also the good change but there was definitely like the like the time that we were having this amazing conversation and I was just so glad that I decided to go even if I was late and then we were joined by some of like it feels weird for me to be like the homeschooled kids and I don't try and talk down about them like that but you know I was joined by those girls and it was a good conversation and you know I laughed and it wasn't bad it wasn't bad at all. So trying to like really find like, hey, this is still a good youth group and I should still be going to this. And, you know, there's some, they're really nice and I never thought they weren't nice. But knowing that there's people there that are nice and kind and people that I can still connect with, even if the friends that I hung out for with for the past three years aren't there, there's people that I can still connect with and people that I can talk to and I think last Wednesday last Wednesday was hard yesterday that was yesterday yesterday was definitely hard I did start crying um because of because of what I was talking about but uh because of like the few things that have happened in I don't know the past year I did start crying, but um, really talking and connecting was super good um, with that leader, and I was just so thankful afterwards. I was like, thank you, Lord. Like, thank you for that. That was so good, and I was so glad that I decided to go to youth group. And, you know, it was, I think it was really God just showing me, like, hey, Kyla, even if it's changing, this youth group is still your youth group and you still need to go and this is still a good youth group. Even if it's changed and even if it's different, like, it's so good. Still. Whew, wow. Start crying again. But, um, but, whew, take a deep breath. The final thing that I have here is to rem remember to take one day at a time with this ever-changing world it's so hard and just the reminder to really slow down and be like take a deep breath this is just one day like just take it one day at a time and trying to really slow down and 
enjoy the small moments of our day and enjoy the times of fellowship and the time and the small moments that you share with other people um and remembering to take the day like our days one at a time and really just accept each day how it is and remember that even if a change is hard remember that hopefully there's still tomorrow but remember that you know you have today you better live today live life to the fullest and really take that day take that one that one day at a time mindset um and remembering to still have fun even if it's a hard change <sighs> okay now we're on to our last point which is staying close to god and it's sometimes it's really hard to stay close to god when you're struggling and going through a hard change because there are two paths there are two paths that you could take you're at a fork in the road and you're like here's life da 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 da, da. oh no there's a big change what do i do you could go one way which is to cling to god which sometimes is the easier route um because definitely struggles bring us closer to God, but sometimes struggles can pull us away from God. So sometimes the clinging to God can be the harder path, or it can be the easier path. It kind of depends on the struggle. And then there's the other path, which is st straying from God. So walking away from Him, um, and sometimes that's the harder path. And that is always the path that's that might look easy at the start but is actually going to lead into something hard or it's just going to look hard but there's 100% you know it might look easy at the start but it's going to be hard um no matter what inevitably and the clinging to god might look hard at the start but is going to get easier um wow i just you know, mental picture right here. So, two paths. If two two different variations of the paths. One is clinging to God, and that looks like the easiest thing, and it's going to stay easy forever. And the second path is straying from God. So, and that's just going to look hard, and it's going to stay hard forever. But then there's the path that really gets us. Um, that really is hard when you're staying close, trying, going through a hard change, um, and staying close to God, that path from your viewpoint looks hard, and it looks scary, and it looks like something that you don't want to go through down, go down, and it looks like something that's going to take so much work when you're already, like, putting so much work into, like, just trying to get through the day, um, as soon as you get through that brush, it's going to be so much easier. You know, it can be like a dark, not dark, but it can be like an overgrown path with trees. But just, just 10, I almost said 10 meters. I'm from the US, so we don't use meters. But like, I don't know, a thousand feet in, it's going to get super easy. Well, the straying from God path, when you're going through that really hard struggle, and when it's hard to, it looks hard to stay close from God, close to God, and it 
feels hard to stay close to God, that straying from God path is going to look easy. It's going to look like an easy little path that's completely trimmed and, you know, it's easy to go down through. But once you get thousand feet in, you're going to experience an overgrown path that's just filled with struggle after struggle after struggle because you didn't decide to just push through the hard part through following God to that easier. You just took the easy way out and now you're struggling so hard. And I definitely went down that route and I think it was November, October, October, November, kind of, where I lost my best friend and I definitely strayed from God in that point and then it just got so hard because I started you know I got really 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 depressed and bad things were going on at home and you know it just didn't seem like there was any way out and yes I still I still saw that you know light in the distance, you know, the sun off to the side that was like the godly path that I didn't take. And, you know, sometimes I strayed off the hard path towards that light a little bit and tried to get through to that light. And, you know, there were times that I would like reach it and then I would get it and then I'd go back onto the struggle bus. Um, but, you know, following God is hard and that's why not everybody's following God because everybody would follow God if it was easy but following God isn't always easy it's hard sometimes so remembering that following God is hard um and remembering that staying on that path is going to be hard but straying from God is going to be 100% harder you guys it's something that I have definitely encountered where you know you're going through this big change and you're like why god why is this why is this happening and then you stray from him and then everything goes so downhill and you're like wow now i'm depressed and having probably the hardest time of my entire life right now and it was all because i abandoned him but here are some things that you need to remember if you, you know, either you're on that path of straying to God or you're contemplating that path of, uh, maybe I should go on to that stray from God path. Um, if you're struggling, if you are straying, sorry, misread my reading. If you are straying, remember that God still loves you and wants you to be his child. And I think this is the most important truth that any person could ever know. And that, you know, I have really grounded in my heart now is even though I struggled for, I was on the struggle bus for a month or two months or even three months during that time where I was like, you know, I knew, I knew God was there and I saw it and I saw him through the trees, through the struggle bus of, you know, I can do this on my own. I don't need him. I saw him there and I knew he was still there. And that's what kept me here. You guys, like, if I didn't know that, I'm not sure if I would even be here in all honesty, because it was a struggle. There was so much, 
anxiety and depression every single day and I was like you guys I'm gonna drop out of school I can't do this anymore like so much loneliness and so much hurt and so much pain through that time in my life and I think knowing that God was there and that he still loved me and then just really like really internalizing that in the past two months especially now like internalizing like Kylie you're forgiven like even if you strayed from him then you're forgiven now and that's the thing that matters um just remembering that is so important you guys um and remembering that God loves you if you're straying from God. Remember that he loves you and that he wants you here and that he has a plan for you. And that's when I really, really clung on to the Jeremiah 29, 11 verse. Um, remembering that he He has plans for me and that he has plans of joy and hope. And I'm here now living in that joy and hope. And like, you guys, just a full circle moment right here. Like, I was clinging to that verse, I don't know, six months ago, and now, now I'm here, like, living through that. Oh my goodness, Lori, like, thank you, Lord, like, wow, I didn't know I'd be going this deep into this right now, but wow, oh, wow, um, just knowing that God is your father. God is my father. God is our father. And God wants us to be his children. Remembering that he'll always, he'll always forgive you. Always forgive you after you stray from his path. Whew. And then here, wow, time to switch subjects. <laughs> but here are some tips to help if you feel like you're straying from God. So remember to go to youth group even when you're not feeling it, you guys, like I said, this past youth group, I know I wasn't really feeling it, but I went to it anyways, and it was actually probably one of the best youth groups of my life. You guys, it was so good, and I was just such a blessing, and I feel like I knew that last night, but I'm like internalizing it even more tonight as I talk about it. Um, just remembering to go to youth group, even when even when you don't want to, even when it's when you're a struggle bus. Having that reminder, having God in your life during that time, is such a big blessing. Like I can, yes, I continued to go. There were a few weeks where I was like. I'm not going to youth group. I can't do this. Like, I just, I lost, I lost so much. And this is such a hard, 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 hard change. Like, I just can't do this anymore. And I can't do anything anymore. You know, definitely those were, there were weeks of that. Weeks and weeks and weeks after. Um, where I just couldn't do anything. And I was so depressed and struggling so hard struggling with everything you guys and definitely going to have struggles episode where I'm going to cry probably but um but then I went to youth group again and going to youth group and having even that influence in my life even if I wasn't you know reading my bible and even 
and even if I wasn't like reading my Bible on my own, still going to those things where I I would go to the Bible study where I would read my Bible with others. That was really good. Is reading your Bible with others, even if you feel like you can't get in, you can't read your Bible. Well, you can, but if you are struggling so hard that you're like, ah, I don't know what to do, you know. But staying, reading your Bible with others, starting a Bible study, or finding somebody that you can read your Bible with once a week is such a blessing. And then also, um, going to that youth group and having that influence in your life, even if you're if you're struggling, if if you're straying, like having that inf- influence and keeping that even in the back of your mind or in the front of your mind when you're in there and then the back of your mind is you go off with your life. Having that is such a blessing and helps you really help, really with those hard, hard change times. Okay, whew. Number two is talk to elders or, well, elders. I'm talking about people who are older than you about that. Um, and just how it feels so good. I think it was like such a release, even if it was, even if all of the struggle bus stuff happened 10 months ago, it was such a good release to talk to a leader about that and have her opinion and really have somebody to talk to about that was such a good release and such a blessing, you know? Um, Talking to God about it is definitely important, but, you know, having that face-to-face conversation with somebody else who is also a Christian is such a good thing that you can do. And it's it's hard to open up. It's hard to be vulnerable about those things, but it is such an important thing to do. Okay. And then, number three is to... I know I talked about this before, but know God loves you no matter what, and use this as an opportunity to cling to Him. If I could go back 10 months ago, I would do so many things different. I would I would tell myself, like, hey, Kyla, I know that another Christian has hurt you, but they're human. They're not God, and God will never hurt you. And no matter how Christian this person looks or how Christian this person is, they're human, and humans hurt humans. But God doesn't hurt you. And don't, I don't think I ever blamed it on God, but don't ever feel like, you know, maybe this isn't for me because, you know, this person who is so strong in their faith has just hurt me unbelievably that you feel like you can't get past it, you know? But if I could go back 10 months, I would tell my younger self, like, hey, Kyla, nah, uh, 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 you're doing this all wrong. You are supposed to cling to God through this struggle. You're supposed to remember, like, hey, you weren't hurt by God. You were hurt by the person. And you... Don't hold, hold, well, don't hold the person accountable because we're called to forgive. But don't hold anger or, or like, distance from God because that one person who was a Christian hurt you. And I feel like a lot of people need to hear this, too. But 
just knowing that, you know, God is your father and God wants you and God, God loves you and God would never, ever, ever do anything to hurt you. And no matter if a person who is a Christian and who believes in the same God as you hurts you, they're a human and they're flawed and they're sinful and, you know, you're sinful and you're flawed too. But God is not sinful. God is not flawed. And he is perfect and he is loving. And he makes up for any of that love that that person that heard you didn't give you or and he will love you 10 times more than that person who hurt you could love you. And he is the person who will always be there for you, no matter what your circumstances, no matter how hard or how much of a quote-unquote burden you feel like, or how much hard of a struggle you're going through, how much hard of a change time, hard change time that you're going through, he'll always be there for you. And just remembering that and clinging to that is the last thing that I want to leave you guys with is to remember to really cling to him and take this reminder as you're going on through your life to remember to cling to God no matter how hard and no matter how hard of a time that you're going through no matter how much you feel like this person has hurt you they're a person and they can never ever measure up to God. Just like you can't measure up to God. I'm not talking about like you're the perfect one here because there's definitely struggles, you guys, but remembering like God will always love you and God wants you to be his child and you should want that too and just know that he has so much more in store for you if you just cling to him through the hard the big change, the times of big and hard changes, just to remember to cling through him throughout that is so important. And um, I just want to, if you are going through a time of struggle, if you're going through a time of change, I want to let you know that God is there for you and I feel for you. And I understand. And I don't want you to feel like you're alone because you're not alone. We've all, I think every single person has been through that. So just know that I'm here um, praying for you. And if you need any help, reach out to me. Reach out to a leader. Reach out to your pastor. Reach out to your mom or your dad or your grandma or your grandpa, whoever you talk to. Reach out to your sibling even, but maybe you want to reach out to somebody a little bit older who's a little bit more mature and has lived a little bit longer. But just remember that God loves you and no matter how hard of a time of change that you're going through, God is there with you no matter what walk with Jesus. Jesus is right beside you and just know that he's there and just imagine him giving you a big old hug because he knows that you're struggling and yet no matter how far, how far you stray from him or he still loves you and he still wants you to be his child and he still wants to be there for you. So just imagine yourself 
You know, imagine me giving you a big old hug. Imagine Jesus giving you a big old hug because he's there for you, you guys. He wants you and he loves you and I can attest to that. He he forgives you. He forgives you no matter what. So, sending all of the love and if you ever need anybody to pray for you or if you ever need somebody to pray with you, you know, just DM me. I'm here. I'll pray with you. I'll I'll call you up on Instagram. I think Instagram has a call feature and I'll pray with you. I'll pray pray over you sounds weird, but I'll pray with you. I'll pray for you and I'm here and I want to help you through this struggle and God wants to be with you through this struggle. So cling through him. Cling to him and remember that change is inevitable and god always has a good plan for you back to my favorite verse jeremiah 29 11 for i know the plans i have for you says the lord they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope god has a plan for you god has a plan for your life and god has a plan through whatever change you're going through big or small hard or good, no matter what. God has a plan for whatever season, whatever change you're going through, and God loves you no matter what. Okay. Bye, you guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and thank you for listening to the end. It was a really long one, but I hope it was encouraging, and I hope that it was real, and I hope that you guys felt seen or whatever because you know it's so encouraging to feel seen and i hope that you guys just really take encouragement from it okay you guys are every single one of you guys are such a blessing in my life thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed today's episode thank you for listening to the end and don't forget to follow me on instagram at that christian girl dot podcast i'll see you in the next one